Wah-ha-ha. I can't do the Halloween stuff. Good morning. My name is Nick. This is To a Certain Degree. You're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. We have a great Halloween show for you this morning. I'm going to play um, not the standard Halloween music. I'm going to play my own sort of brand of Halloween music. So that was Russ Taff with There Ain't No Grave Gonna Hold My Body Down, which is appropriate for, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us this morning. I'm here from 7 to 9 every Monday, and every Monday I have a special guest. Most Mondays I have a special guest. Today, Stephanie Esquiharosa is here. Thank you, Stephanie, for joining me this early in the morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to see you again. And your natural energy is uh, is just wonderful this early, along with the coffee. <laughs> the coffee helps. <laughs> so you and coffee, I think, is going to be, I might uh, have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. I just want you to know. Yeah, me too. Stephanie's I don't normally drink caffeine. <laughs> nice. Stephanie's here from Florida Film Academy. And we're going to talk all about that because you guys are doing some great stuff out in Winter Garden. You just opened... A uh, new location out in East Orlando as well. And I'm hoping you can open one right across the street from my house at some point, if you could just make that happen. So it's the Milk District, anywhere in the Milk District, if you could just open a location. I there. love the Milk District. What they do over there is amazing. <laughs> so once you'd get that down, but uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that, how you started uh, that, your own small business uh, mm-hmm. at a very young age, uh, because you're about 20, 22 now, I think, or that's how you look. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, but first, we're going to get to know you a little bit better, and we're going to play, you know, the old game, 20 questions. So we always play it with every guest. You have to say whether you're for something or against it, and I like how you're ready to write stuff down because you got to know how we're going to play this is not the usual yes or no, up or down. I complicate things. Uh, so this week, it's stars or stripes. So a couple of reasons. We're coming up to the election, so that seems appropriate, uh, but also because Florida Film Academy. So... When you're into something, say stars. What's better than a star? A John Boyega, a Vincent D'Onofrio, a Charlize Theron. I don't know if they're stars, but they're kind of stars. Yeah. They're famous. They're always making excellent decisions, creating amazing pieces of art, and they have perfect home lives. I mean, Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, stars, right? (laughs) You think stars, you think positive things. Yeah. I don't know if they have the perfect home life right now. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And then stripes. What could be worse than stripes? On your shirt, if they're the wrong way, they add a few pounds, right? Yeah. They might indicate you're in prison or maybe a football official. There's nothing good that can come of stripes. So that's what it is. Stars? <laughs> stripes? Nuh-uh. All right, we got it. Got it. Ready? Yes. Pool baths. Stripes? That's a long pause. Pool baths? Yeah. What is that? So you're, let's say you're working in the yard. You got to go to the grocery store. Okay. You don't necessarily want to take a full shower, so you just jump in the pool. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So then stars. Can I edit? Stars for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can absolutely edit, especially when you're, you know, learning something new. (laughs) It was my first go. (laughs) All right. So I believe you're a millennial. So how do you feel about Generation X? Stars or stripes? Stars. Yeah. You're okay with us? Yeah. You guys are amazing. And I feel it's funny because... Is it just because I'm sitting here? Like, what if I wasn't sitting here? What would you say about Generation No, because sometimes I feel like millennials give us a bad rap. Um, you know, I, I consider myself to have a strong work ethic and, um, you know, not be completely self-absorbed and <laughs> all of those things. And um, I feel like all the news that you hear about us is just, you know, oh, you suck or oh, you're right, narcissistic. Right. And uh, it's one of those things that 
But then I look to, you know, our Generation X friends, which I have a lot of friends um, that are older than than I am. And um, they I look up to them, you know, and we have real conversations and, uh, you know, it's 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 a good time. Oh, that's good. That's good. We're all getting along exactly. here on the show. At least we're, we're making, we're building bridges here. <laughs> we are, yes. That's what the show is all about. <laughs> How about, this was in the news, of course, with Apple a few weeks ago. How about headphone jacks, stars or stripes? I'm so used to it, so I'll go with stars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something we've always had. Why take it away? I, I, they don't fit in my ear, the the Apple plugs. Oh, yeah. Um, so they always fall out. So I need that wire and you know to plug into the to the jack i'm gonna lose them okay (laughs) very good how about liberal arts colleges stars stars yeah Yeah. we're here at rollins you went to ucf as i I did i did so we both graduated we'll talk a little bit about that later on rtv yes yep uh but yeah so liberal arts colleges specifically you're you're down with yeah no i think education is uh so important uh for our youth and whether they make a decision to go um, to a liberal arts college or a trade school or something for, uh, you know, what they're passionate about, I think it's all about the pursuit of happiness and go in that direction that will get you there. So I love that there's all these different opportunities uh, for us, you know, to continue to grow as people. Well, I think that's great too, because it ties into what you did, which was you started out as a teacher um, and then you ended up creating this educational experience right. uh, for not only kids, but for adults as well. And we'll talk about Florida Film Academy a little bit later. Uh, so I'm going to intersperse some Halloween related things in here. Ghosts, stars <gasps> or stripes? Stripes? No, just kidding. Stars. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I love ghosts. you were about to get haunted <laughs> big time. Oh, I know, I know. This um, is all trick questions. So basically, <laughs> if you say stripes for ghosts. I'm teasing. We just did a, a Halloween weekend with our kids. Um, so we were, you know, telling ghost stories and trying to scare them. And uh, we had so much fun. Uh, so it's it's definitely one of those things that it's a good time either way. Okay. Whether you're haunted for real or for fake. <laughs> Um, I'm just kidding. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at that. Okay, so with a movie background, Stars and Stripes, comic book movies. Stars? Yeah, you're yeah. down with them? Yeah, I think it's really neat to see uh, interpretations, you know, brought up to the screen. You know, right. I know Walking Dead is kind of controversial. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's not a comic book per se. It's more a graphic novel, but... Um, oh, no, it started as a comic book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things that uh, it's it's neat to see how people interpret um, or even change stories a little bit, um, mm-hmm. you know, for the big screen. Uh, you know, Hollywood and writers are always looking for that next story. And uh, sometimes you got to go back to what's already been written what's, and bring it to life in your, you know, perspective. So, Well, what's interesting about that, too, is it, it seems like, especially with the sequels, it has to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's, you know, sometimes, like, I think they did a good job with Captain America Civil War mm-hmm. of telling a little more of a human story. Right. Human, ironically, because they're superheroes, but, you know, that sort of thing. And we connect to human pieces. Yes. You know, we all have a story to tell. And- yeah. Yeah. Except for Titanic. I would have preferred <laughs> just to seen a bunch of stuff about the boat crashing <laughs> rather right? than all the stuff. Three the hours. Story. <laughs> Oy vey. Uh, okay. Here's one for you. Snapchat. So I'm going to go with stripes on this part because I don't Snapchat myself. Okay. Um, and then just kind of some of the bad things that come from it, you know, sure. You people send inappropriate things and all of a sudden they screenshot it and now you're in trouble. And uh, it's but just, been, here's the thing. <laughs> they've been sending inappropriate things for, for a year. That's true. Emails. Like, right. 
I'm talking Polaroid cameras. I mean, that's really why Polaroid cameras were invented. Even before then, you know, the, the camera with the flash, like the explosion, I'm sure there was some bad stuff happening there. Some selfies that probably shouldn't have been taken. <laughs> yeah. Although some selfies with that probably would have been incredibly dangerous. Yeah, and difficult. <laughs> but yeah, but I think for uh, for the younger generation, it's it's a really interesting way to communicate. It is. It definitely is. And that's how they're all doing it. Um, yep. You know, we we I, I need to get on Snapchat because I have to connect with them uh, because of what I do. But it's one of those things I've been resisting for a really long time. I guess when I, gradu- when I, when I graduated high school, Facebook had just come out. So yeah. I was one of the first people I would consider on Facebook, social media, that kind of a thing. All Back when it was the Facebook? My space, you know, yeah, when it was yeah. the Facebook. Um, so I guess I'm one of those people that it's hard to give me all the new stuff. It's too many options. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's get you off Facebook and get you on Snapchat. How's okay. that? All right. Speaking of new options, driverless Uber. That's scary. Stripes. Back to being in control. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I like I like being in control or having somebody else in control. And have you heard of what happened with the Tesla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was, uh, I think, a very extreme thing. I think for the driverless Uber, they're going to keep them in the cities. So that was on a highway and it was like a dawn and it didn't That's recognize true. the truck and all yeah. that. So uh, there's probably some kinks they need to work out and then we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. How about jerky? Stars. You into jerky? Who doesn't like jerky? A lot of people, but (laughs) apparently not you. Good. I feel like it's one of those road trip snacks that we would have like growing up and stuff. So I guess I don't have any bad memories of jerky. (laughs) You don't have any bad memories of your road trips? (laughs) No, no, no. Of, no, like, Oh, the jerky, the jerky part of your the road trip. Part, yeah, yeah I'm like, it I... made the road trips a little better. Okay, yeah, that's that makes more sense. How about reading on a tablet? That would have been nice to have on some of those road trips. Yeah, um, I, I'm i getting used to it. it. It's definitely, I love the smell of books and the feel of books. And um, I need to read before I go to bed at night just to unwind. Um, so I still am very much a book person. Uh, but, you know, I read all my news articles on, on my phone. Yeah. Uh, that's just how I gather my news. It's all right there in the palm of my hand. So you ever do the save for later and then you never go back and read them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Mm-hmm. okay. Uh, how about fall autumn? How do you feel about this as a season? Oh, it's wonderful. I wish it would cool down just a little bit. Um, uh, so I'll go with stars on that. Um, but it's, I think one of the reasons people love Florida is, you know, you, you, we do have our really hot summers, but then when it does cool down, it's so worth it because it's just, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous out here. You can still go to the beach. You can still do all those things, but the weather's just nice enough to wear a sweater and sandals. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll take that. Uh, how about witches? Um, stars. Who doesn't love Hocus Pocus? I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> Hocus Pocus is... Is that a movie? It's a movie, yes. Uh, okay, um, So it's Bette very... Midler's in it. Oh. Um, it's uh, the Sanderson sisters and they're... It's a, it's a total Disney Channel movie. Okay. They bring it back every Halloween like 13 times. Were you in that movie? No. You were on the Disney Channel though, weren't you? No, I was not on the Disney Channel. Okay, I could have been. I'm so you cute. You have that level of energy and <laughs> cuteness, I was going to say. All right. All right. Speaking of cuteness uh, and the Disney Channel, professional wrestling professional wrestling that's um, on the disney channel right i don't think so what? is it maybe maybe well they call it freeform now it's changed uh, they took away the disney out of it so they could put in a little bit more risque television what yeah these teenagers oh boy <laughs> um so professional wrestling yeah um something else i never really got into i don't see the harmony i think it's definitely acting 
mm-hmm. <laughs> at its finest, right? Uh, so I'll, is there a middle one, like in between stars and stripes? I'll go with stars. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Okay, let's go with something easy. How about coffee? You said you're not normally a coffee drinker. I'm not. Um, I, I'm a morning person and I just am awake. The moment I wake, do wake up, um, usually up around six thirty-seven, and I go for a run, that kind of a thing. Um, Let me describe so- Stephanie real quick. She is the most energized person that I've ever seen, and I've, I've we've talked a number of times. Uh, my son was in one of your, or a few of your summer camps, and always, always so much energy. And you just got through with a, a twenty-four hour sleepover film experience, camping ghost story thing. Yes. And you literally have more energy right now than I will after nine hours of sleep. <laughs> nine hours of continuous sleep, which I don't think I've ever had. But yeah. Yeah, post kids. Yeah. Uh, and coffee. So uh, you're your own coffee. I am my own coffee. And if I have coffee, which I did get some coffee today, um, I'm like even more. Yeah. yeah. I'm having a hard time keeping up with it. Yeah. So maybe we should just take the way coffee. Yeah. Put the co- I'll drink water now. Yeah. Let's, uh, I'm going to get you some vodka just as a downer, <laughs> I think. Okay. How about solar power? This is in the news uh, because of Amendment 1. Yeah. And so I'm not saying vote one way or the other, but how do you feel about solar power in general? I think solar power in general is really important. Um, I think it's, it's to have that option to, have something in your backyard that powers your home, um, you know, being more sustainable, you know, that's something my husband and I look at is, you know, having our own gardens and, you know, growing our own tomatoes. And right now we, I don't, we live in an area where we couldn't have chickens, uh, but it would be so much fun to move to a home that we are allowed to have chickens. So we mm-hmm. can, you know, get fresh eggs and things like that. But I also think, you know, the way that they're kind of pitching this amendment, I feel like there's always something behind everything, you know? Oh, sure. Uh, there's always money to be made somewhere. So I have to answer stars or stripes. First, just solar power. Just for solar. So I'll go with stars for solar power. Okay. Mm-hmm. So speaking of solar power, vampires. They make for great movies. Oh, yeah. Nick, yeah. 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 They really do. They're kind of narcissistic. They're like millennials. Well, because they're, do you think it's because they're immortal? Yeah, sure. They get so, to live forever. And that's so. why millennials are narcissistic as well? <gasps> Maybe we're vampires. That we don't explain sleep. a lot. Yeah. You know what? The thing is, every generation hates the generation after. So that wouldn't, like, let's just go ahead and vilify <laughs> the next one. That's Who's the, the next new one logo after? or mascot, I mean. That's yeah. the new mascot. Vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to, yeah. You all are obviously vampires and we hate you. Yeah. Uh, call... <laughs> So I'm sorry for vampires. Were you, I guess you're for them since you're one of them. <laughs> yeah. All right, very so. good. That would explain all the energy. Yeah. Uh, colonizing Mars. That's so cool. I think as a kid, you always, you know, we would, you know, camp out at night and you'd look at the stars and you, you know that there's something bigger out there than you. And um, I don't know if I would necessarily want to be the first person to colonize Mars because let them get everything right, you know, oxygen and food and things so like that. So once they terraformed it <laughs> and basically put in a Hilton, you will go. I'll think about it. Yeah. Oh, you'll but then, consider but it. But then, because my brain, I love, I grew up watching The Twilight Zone with my dad. Yeah. Uh, we would sit and, you know, watch PBS uh, once a week and it'd come on and there was this episode Oh, I'm blanking on the name. To Serve Man is what it was called. Uh, are you familiar with The Twilight Zone? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite TV shows. It's on, it's on Netflix. 
so yeah. listeners can watch yeah. Twilight Zone if so they're into sci-fi. After you're done, so after you're done watching Stranger Things, exactly. basically go back and watch Twilight Zone. Right, right. Basically, these, these aliens come to Earth and they are talking about how they are going to make everything better. You know, uh, no more famine. You know, everybody's got food, shelter, Health. that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, Health, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and they do. They, 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 um, they are honoring their promise. And so people think that this, you know, group of aliens, they're amazing. And uh, they, they give humans an invitation uh, to their planet. And so people start going on this kind of one way trip to, to this other planet. And I don't want to give away the end uh, of the episode, uh, but the title ends up happy, not in twilight zone. No, Um, (laughs) there's always a plot twist, but the title to serve man is definitely, Uh, uh, if you read into that, it, that's where it goes. Um, It's a giveaway. The title's a little bit of a giveaway to serve man. So they're not serving man. They're, Serving. Seems like a long way to go. Like I'm, I'm an alien. I've got all this incredible technology. I can travel the speed of light or faster, get anywhere I want. And, uh, I, apparently I can heal people. I can. Yeah. And I do all that just for a protein source. Right. Exactly. That seems like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I feel like I could figure something else out. Men in Black did it with their first, uh, so it's a trilogy, isn't it? Is that yeah. Men in Black a trilogy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's their first uh, film. The first the one? The Roach guy. That's oh, he com- yeah. They come, the alien comes to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. eat people. Gross. You've got, okay, you've got a roach. Phobia. I do. I do. I hate, I hate them. Oh my God, it's disgusting. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, let's go to something less disgusting. The last one for 20 questions. Then mm-hmm. we'll take a break here and play some more Halloween. How fun. I love Halloween. Yeah, I know, but it's not really Halloween. <laughs> So zombies, zombies. Um, is it weird that I guess because TV kind of has desensitized us a little bit? It's almost like I'm not scared of them. It's like, oh, it's just a zombie. It's fine. Right. <laughs> well, I think the nice thing about it is like, you know, in, in the few zombie movies they're still making where people are like, oh, I don't know what to do. Somehow these the deads are coming back to life. And I don't know. It's like we all know what to do now. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. They're so preparing I, us. I feel more secure. <laughs> than mm-hmm. ever before unless it's like a um world war z type of situation where Ooh. they're running really fast yeah that's scary i don't like that i don't run really i fast. don't want my zombies running really fast <laughs> no i like the slow walking dead like, ambling and yeah moving really slow their legs kind of falling off yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay that's totally yeah. that's fine stars okay. <laughs> stars for zombies okay so we're gonna play a song uh okay. thank you stephanie uh we're gonna talk more about florida film academy uh coming up so to start us off for the next set this is going to be they might be giants with Exquisite Dead Guy on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Image and Heap on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Hide and Seek. It was kind of a spooky song, and playing Hide and Seek can sometimes be a little bit frightening. And before that, we heard from They Might Be Giants with Exquisite Dead Guy. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. Uh, Every Monday at 7 a.m., we come in here and do this wonderful, wonderful show. And every week, I have a special guest, Stephanie Esquierosa. I'm going to say it. I'm going to try to say it with as much of an accent as I can. Esquijarosa. Esquijarosa. There you go. Nice. Okay. And you're here from Florida Film Academy. Thank yeah. you again for being here. So you're out in the Winter Garden area, but you just opened a new location over in East Orlando. So I want to talk a little bit. Of, let me take you back. Back to what was it, about 2009 or 2010? When we started the school? Yeah. When, when we first uh, interacted. We... 
summer of 2010 is when we started one week at uh, a private school out in Windermere and just tried it uh, just to see what, how it would go, what the kids thought about it. And then we decided, so it would have been 2011. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I was looking for something to do uh, with my son for the summer uh, in terms of summer camps. And so that came up as just kind of a random thing. I was like, that's really cool. So Florida Film Academy is doing week-long, you know, uh, uh, summer camps where you can learn how to make movies. Exactly. And so that was where it started. That was the sort of the impetus behind the, and you were working, you were, you had a day job, yes. more than likely. Yes, I And did. so you're trying this on the side. You're being entrepreneurial. You're being a starter. You know, what I recently read, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, being an entrepreneur yourself, is that, uh, you know, you don't, uh, some people are moving towards calling them starters instead of entrepreneurs, because that sounds a little bit intimidating. That sounds a little bit uh, more than, you know, you have to have this this mindset where you're just starting things. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just going out there and seeing what works and what's what you feel passionate about. And you're going out and doing that. That's obviously what you did. Yeah, I, I've heard that term uh, along with like makers and yeah, you know, yeah. things like that. And it's fun. It's, it's the vocabulary that people are attaching to uh, what we're doing. Bringing an idea to life is, is cool. So where did this idea come from for the Florida Film Academy and specifically do, and we'll talk about all the other things that you've added uh, to sort of your curriculum out at the Florida Film Academy, but to try to teach kids about filmmaking, where did that come from? So Florida Film Academy is the brainchild of myself uh, and then my colleagues, Kay Hill and David Haynes, and they brought me on literally when I graduated college. Uh, I was so fortunate to meet them. I graduated when the economy tanked of uh, the housing market in 2009. And I met Kay maybe eight months after I graduated. Mm-hmm. And they had just moved from the UK to America. And their background is producing TV shows for a bunch of major networks like National Geographic, Discovery Channel, BBC. And I started working with them as an assistant and got that real life application experience in the field, seeing how a show is produced literally from beginning to end, as that's what they did. They did it all uh, from the inception to the script to going out and filming it to the post-production. Wait, wait, wait. They incepted people? <laughs> Inception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a great movie. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's great. That's, <laughs> so they would get in their heads. They would say, "What does this person want to watch?" Right. They right. would view their dreams, and they would say, "Okay, it's, let's make a show out of this." Kay can do that for real. I swear. <laughs> she she she's so intuitive and knows what people want. She she helped change the National Geographic uh, network. You know, in a it was very much male dominant, mm-hmm. and helped bring in viewership from the younger audiences women uh you know made it interesting to everybody and that's where that channel was trying to go at the time and she she helped with that so she's she's been an incredible role model for me uh you know growing in this industry and uh you know learning firsthand from somebody that does this every single day so we again connected uh years ago and i worked with them and we were just sitting around one night um having a glass of wine and talking about getting kids involved in what we're doing. And it was primarily for teenagers. That was our thought mm-hmm. process because it's very competitive out there. You know, you have a lot of these film schools that are pushing their curriculum to students and 
we're in this generation where everything is so visual. So obviously we all are connected all the time on our phones and how we gather our news is instantaneous. Uh, and so because we're moving into this visual stream, a picture catches our attention and that's what that's why I will click a link to right. watch it uh, or to watch a video or to read an article. Uh, so she she's taught me how to think visually and and how to engage with an audience uh, like that. So when we we open this up to high school kids to come with us on these TV shows. Uh, oh, okay. and, and so that's kind of how it started. That's how it started. Yeah, so they, yeah. they actually, a, a couple of kids came with us around the world to get that, again, real life experience and add that to their resume. And, you know, she's she's just, she's so great at cultivating uh, people that if you have an interest in something, she wants to help you, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so that's what she did for me. And I've carried that through with what I do now, obviously for my kids uh, at the school. But we, so we, again, we started with one week of summer camp for kids. And it's grown into this year round opportunity um, for students. And we get kids from all over Uh, in the summertime, especially we get kids from all over the world. But during the school year, because we're located in Winter Garden, we get students from Ocala, from, you know, Oviedo area. People people drive uh, to see us. So Oh, absolutely. So it's not something that you can get just anywhere. And you keep adding new lines of education, new curriculum, as I mentioned, um, anything from, you know, you're looking at combining movie making and coding right now with yes. uh, that's a, a special Harry Potter uh, themed event. So you're actually talking to students in the language they want to be spoken in, in terms of popular media and things like that. It helps that you're as young as, as you are, uh, <laughs> but you're also doing anything from prosthetics to, uh, you know, this weekend trip that you did with your kids in terms of uh, go out in the middle of the woods and film a scare. Was, so was it just not only telling scary stories, but filming a scary story as well? Yeah. I mean, the kids arrive at noon because this is the fourth year that we've done it. And we always take, you know, 14, 15 kids out every year and uh, they arrive at noon and they literally break up into groups and they come up with their concept. They get a tour of the property because the property is about 50 acres that we go out to. We actually go out into the middle of the woods in Groveland, Florida. If you've heard of <laughs> Groveland before. and Sure. Who hasn't? <laughs> go there all the time. <laughs> West. It's past Claremont. Uh, it's, yeah, it's kinda, yeah. It's, it's a happening place. It is. It's kind of out there. So it's it's a great place to see the stars if you ever want to, you know, look at the constellations. But like famous people? Right. Yeah, right, that's where they all go. That's where they all go. Yes, Groveland. Uh, so the kids, the moment they get there, they break up into groups and they start, you know, with their ideas. And they know they only have a certain amount of sunlight left because, you know, it gets darker earlier. And they, they do their daytime filming get everything all planned and then they start filming at night and they go into the wee hours in the morning filming and editing and uh, and then they get picked up noon the next day so it's it's definitely a 24-hour challenge and it's that one's targeted to just high school kids but a lot of our programming we started as young as age seven right well I think when Miller started it was the again it was 2011 it was the sort of second year it was Mm -hmm. the first year you were trying uh, really to do it as a curriculum and he was on the younger end of the spectrum. I think he was about eight, seven or eight years old at yeah. the time. And you were like, oh, he might be a little young. And No, you know, he did he a was, great job. Yeah, he was fantastic and he really enjoyed it. But And we did it for a few more years mm-hmm. after that as well. And what I liked about it was visual storytelling, as you mentioned, is going to be so much more important coming up. I mean, we, we joke about Snapchat and not understanding it or Instagram or any of the other social media channels. But frankly, if you can't communicate in a visual stuff, you can't communicate effectively. What's more important than that? We talk about, you know, from a business perspective, 
You got to be able to send an email. You got to be able to write a report. You got to be able to do all these things. Well, at some point you're going to have to be able to, you know, do some sort of presentation. And that's where these video elements come in. That's where these storytelling elements come in. Absolutely. And frankly, it needs to be, you know, I, I'm not by any means saying you need to train them on how to do corporate stuff at age seven. Well, that's not a bad idea. Um, <laughs> but they need to be able to, to tell a story. They need to be able to have a creative outlet. And that was a very, very interesting one uh, that I think people can have. So let me ask you this, because you have a lot going on. And obviously you were trained as a business owner in your degree. I'm joking because you were, <laughs> you were RTV and uh, broadcast journalism. Yes. So starting a business had to be a little bit intimidating for you. It, it definitely was my background. I was going down the path of being a news reporter. And again, I was, we had graduated in 09 and all of us were putting our resumes out there. And I stumbled across a, a a school that wanted to create a pro a creative program for kids. And so I started a journalism class part-time. Um, it was, a, it was two lessons that I'd offered. Uh, but that grew into this huge program that they continue to run without me. Um, but it was an awesome opportunity to start something for kids. And I just, I fell into it. I literally, I feel like kids kind of it was my calling to, mm -hmm. to to do it because I literally from the moment I graduated, I was surrounded by students and and then now nine years later, eight years later, You're I'm still, still doing, doing it. it. Yeah. So, so I, I like how you also refer to them as your kids, too. So you feel sort of that sense of uh, responsibility. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's it definitely takes a village and we try so hard to teach them and encourage them and make them feel that they're special and that they have something, um, you know, to, to look forward to and engage in. And I, that's one of the compliments we get all the time from our families is that it is a family, mm -hmm. you know, at Florida Film Academy is a family experience, the way we treat their kids, they're like our own. Uh, and, and these kids, they look forward to coming every single week. Is it, you know, they ask their parents, is it Tuesday yet? Or is it Thursday yet? I have to go to Florida Film Academy. You know, this week needs to go by faster. <laughs> Kind of a thing um, because it's just their safe place. You know, kids mm -hmm. are bogged down with, you know, testing and bullying and stress and to be in an environment that is, you know, kind of free of all of that, even if it's one hour a week that they're with us where they can be creative and tell their stories. It's, it's really a special place for them. And it's teaching them that at your core, every single one of us is a storyteller and we do it every day, whether we do it on social media right. or if we're talking to our mom or dad about our day in school uh, or, you know, kids gossiping in the hallways, you're always telling a story. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this, um, going back to sort of like, so you were relatively young when you started this. What advice would you give to somebody who wanted to start their own business at this point? Do it. Uh, it it's something that's going to be so challenging and, and difficult at times, but it's, it's so worth it when it's something that you've created and it's your idea. And, and, and I think we're living in a, in such a incredible time where you can have an idea and, and bring it to life. Uh, and, and, and the community is so willing to support that. That's what's so cool. Mm -hmm. You know, you see all these startups and you know, obviously because of the internet and social media, you know, Kickstarter is a really big thing. Uh, people on Kickstarter, you know, fund, try to fund their own movies or their own plays or um, it, it's so neat to see people get getting behind that uh, and wanting to help and wanting to, you know, see 
their community, their younger generation succeed. So seeing all these mom and pop shops still popping up, you know, in our local area, you know, that's it seems now more than ever. It, yeah. it really does. Yeah. It definitely does. And, and and that term, you know, shop local and, you know, people take pride in that. They want they want to go support their neighbor who's just opened up a shop down the street because it's just it's that community. It's that sense of community. So I would definitely encourage, you know, life is all about pursuing what you enjoy and what makes you happy. And if it can be part of your your job. That's amazing. And it, and then it doesn't really feel like it's a job. I don't right. think I work, <laughs> you know, uh, nice. I, I do work. I know some days it's hard work. You know, kids are definitely not easy to to be able to help them produce something that they're proud of. And, you know, and of course, they're going to look back, you know, in 10 years and be like, oh, my gosh, that's so silly. What I did, I can't believe I did that. But to, at that moment, they are so proud of it. Right. It's cool. Well, let me ask you this. Were you at, at any point? Because I think one reason that people don't start is they're afraid of failing. Like we can talk about, well, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this part. You can figure all that stuff out. You can use your network. You can go online and learn stuff and all of those things. So what got you to overcome the fear of failing? I think it was trying it. So we took that risk of, of trying it for two summers. And once we saw and got that feedback. I think feedback's really important. Mm-hmm. You know, when you do put something out there, you want to see what, you know, customers think of it. And everything was so positive that we were just like, well, what let's let's go for it. And so it was a little uh, bit what, of a proof of concept. It, it was. So, it was a yeah, proof yeah, of yeah. concept. And and I think what really separates us um, from other organizations that do something, you know, like this, you know, similar to what we do, is that we don't stop the kids from learning. Oh, you're going to learn that in college. So we can't teach you this now. No, no, no. We will go all the way if they need to. So the idea is if, if, you know, one of our kids is about to graduate high school, if they want to go and spend $80,000 and make a movie, not that they have $80,000 when they graduate, but if they wanted to take that college fund and make a movie, they could in essence, because they have learned all the skills to do it. Um, Some parents listening just had heart attacks. (laughs) But I'm down with that. No, like, and we completely support college. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm college educated, and it's one of those things that uh, I what I feel. I feel kids need to um, follow what they're passionate about, but there is education in all formats. So I know we were talking off radio about, like, trade schools and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if somebody really wants to be a chef, they go to school for that kid, <laughs> you know, because it exists. It's that, that platform is there for them to learn how to do that. Even makeup artists, um, there are specialty schools for what it is that you want to do. So if you want to be, uh, make prosthetics for Halloween Horror Nights uh, and get that gig, you know, at Universal, you can go to a specialty school for that. Um, so there's education and everything. Um, so de- I am definitely pro education. Uh, that's, that's what I do every day. We well, educate. That's exactly what you do. Yeah. Every yeah. day. So it's, it's one of those things that now I'm not, not trying to give parents a heart attack about college. <laughs> I think that would be, excuse me. I think that would be pretty cool. Actually take your college fund, make a movie, but it's gotta be at least as successful as clerks. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that would be my, that would be my challenge to my son or daughter. If they wanted to do that was, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You can 100% do that if it makes a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that not 
Right. Okay. <laughs> well, the, the great thing about the industry is, you know, these kids can go and submit to film festivals. They can, you know, on low budget, you know, there's all these forms of filmmaking, experimental, guerrilla filmmaking. Uh, and it's not like an ape <laughs> kind right. of a thing. It's, right. You know, it's low budget filmmaking where they use a chair instead of a dolly, uh, you know, to get that specific uh, Alfred Hitchcock effect, you know. Well, and what's not, what's interesting about that too is that as someone who works in admissions um, at college, uh, at a college at Rollins, um, you know, one of the things we're looking for uh, in terms, and I would say this is for most colleges, something that sets a student apart. And so, if they can come in and say, "Oh, and go to my YouTube channel where I have all the movies that I've produced up until now," so you're going to go and look at that. You're going to go and see something a little bit different. And I think you can see that um, on a resume in some cases, depending on what you want to share. Even if you're not applying for a job that has anything to do with filmmaking or film production or any of those things, you can say, this differentiates me from sure. everybody else. Sure. And I mean, what if that kid wants to go for his MBA and he has that background in production? He can help a corporation, you know, grow because he's able to visually tell their story or he if he decides to become a starter uh, or an entrepreneur, he has that skill or she yep. has that skill to uh, visually promote themselves, if you will. Um, you know, my husband just started a business of his own and social media has that's what launched him because of social media, mm -hmm. you know, he's still developing his website and he's still, uh, you know, doing everything that he needs to that, you know, those things take a little bit of time. Uh, but he went out there with social media and he got clients, you know, straight away. Um, so it's, it's, it's all about telling your story and reaching your audience and hitting that platform. And, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely not a disservice knowing how to do that. Um, whether it's knowing how to pick up a camera and, interview somebody or, you know, create that human interaction. I think that we all want and need that. We all desire that, that human interaction and that t storytelling. And that's why we go to the movies to escape. That's why we read a book to escape. Right. Um, it's just that, that outlet that we all crave. Well, I think that might be a new, so let me ask you this because you have literally 800 lines of business. Yeah. So I don't know how you keep track of it. So if you have any like tips or tricks on how to do that. <laughs> but calendar. I just thought of like four new ones, including the MBA side of things, mm -hmm. because you've got these students in MBA programs, which oftentimes are not necessarily keeping up with what's going on, you know, right now within the industry. It's, it's some very staid and, you know, traditional things. You're learning about financial management, about accounting, about those sorts of things and marketing in a very global sense. You don't necessarily have an opportunity to really dig in on something like, visual storytelling. So supplemental MBA classes in visual storytelling. There yeah, you go. I'm happy to help you with that. Okay. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, and we'll do bad business ideas coming up in the next hour. So I'm already excited. Yeah. 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 But let's go ahead and play some music. Uh, we're going to come up on some words from our sponsors and things of that nature. So again, we're going with uh, some, some Halloween themed music here. The next song is going to be DJ Logic and Jack Johnson. And Stephanie, what's the most scary thing in the world? Roaches. And? Clowns? Yes. <laughs> so the next song is Rodeo Clowns. I guess the scariest thing would then be a roach dressed up like a clown. Oh, my God. That sounds horrifying. That is. Okay, we're going to work on that. Uh, and then we're also going to hear from Ted Leo and the Pharmacist. Uh this is, on, okay, so this is a little bit of a stretch, but the song is Bar Bartolomeo and the Buzzing of Bees, which, of course, we're losing bees. <gasps> we don't awful. know why. 
And so we may not have crops in the future. So that's scary. That's so scary. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> really a stretch for Halloween. <laughs> Um, I should just play Thriller, but I can't. I just can't bring myself to play Thriller. So we're going to hear Rodeo Clowns here on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Mother, Mother on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was ghosting. Uh, and, of course, we're playing that because it's Halloween today. Happy Halloween, everyone. Ooh. So we're playing uh, uh, kind of scary songs. Ghosting. <laughs> it's about a guy who is still haunting his ex. Uh, Ted Leo and the pharmacist before the break with Bartolomeo and the buzzing of the bees because we're losing our bees and that's frightening. And then Jack Johnson with possibly one of the scariest things, at least not the scariest thing to my guest today, but one of the scariest things with rodeo clowns. Good morning. My name is Nick. This is to a certain degree. You're listening to WPRK Winter Park, Florida. My special guest today, uh, and we do this every week with a different special guest from 7 to 9 a.m., is Stephanie Esquiharosa. You got, got it. it. Yeah. All right. I'm learning. I'm learning. Third you know. time is a charm. So that's good. Stephanie's here from Florida Film Academy. So we're talking a lot about what she's doing out there, how she got her start. Uh, so really sort of started her own business, saw a need and went out there and did it, which is fantastic. So that's perfect segue for what we're going to do next, which is, of course, bad business ideas. And we do this every week, Stephanie, as you may have heard. It's like Shark Tank. There's patent pending trademark on bad business ideas, by the way. These startup ideas mean so much to me for the duration of the segment. Like these are the most important things in my life for the next six or so minutes. Then the idea you choose, that's going to be the most important thing to you for possibly years to come. Because I don't know if you realize this, but whichever one you choose, whichever one you think is a better idea, you actually have to, you're, you're legally obligated by coming on the show to fund, run with it, and be in charge of it. I'm only a silent partner. I get 80% of the profits. So <laughs> that sounds really fair. <laughs> that's how it works. Your table, Stephanie, is going to be set with two meals. Which do you choose? You can't decide yet. So now I'm going to now I'm going to start. Now, so this is ideal. Stephanie, may I call you Stephanie? Yes, please. Great. One thing you've done an amazing job with in creating Florida Film Academy is creating educational opportunities for your students, right? As we've discussed, you're teaching them valuable skills they're going to need in later lives, such as how to tell a cohesive and compelling story. But are there other skills out there that kids really need to work on to be successful in this corporate culture? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay, thank you. I was waiting for that. I'll give you an example. I have a daughter, and she's terrible at lying. <laughs> absolutely awful at it. She'll sneak candy, for example, but leave the wrapper somewhere I can find it. Uh, it's, it's, I'll be honest with you, it's troubling. Not that she's sneaking the candy, but that she's not better at it. So I'm concerned as a parent, how she can survive in a corporate setting. How was she falling with the wrong crowd, like the kids who care about the environment and such? Uh, my heart breaks. So what I'm suggesting is probably the equivalent to like sort of a house Slytherin type of situation. But in summer camp form, kids can learn practical skills. They will be able to use the rest of their lives. Topics include covering your tracks, finding a person's weak spot, leading through fear, Ninja throwing stars, fun pranks to play, arts and crafts, of course, and then crushing your enemies. Sounds like a government a secret society or something. I'm not sure what you mean. This is a summer camp. The name <laughs> of it, this is, I'm just pitching ideas here. It's going to be up to you. Is Snappy Campers. And the tagline or maybe a headline for one of the ads is going to be reading and writing, try needling and sliding. So that's idea number one. I thought that was right up your alley because you have summer camps. Florida Film Academy, of course, does a lot of 
uh, summer camps and year-round educational programs. But really, I'm concerned for my daughter (laughs) and how tricky she's going to be. All right. Are you ready for it? So that was idea number one. Snappy okay. campers. Are you That's ready a for really cute name, actually. Idea number two. You're welcome to that as long as you do this idea. <laughs> it's basically, again, I thought calling it how Slytherin would open us up to lawsuits. And also it's it's relatively negative for some reason. But that was, a lot of, there's a lot of kids that relate to the Slytherin. Oh, I would yeah, be yeah. in for Slytherin. Yeah, I'm in for Slytherin. There you go. <laughs> Feels like we're voting for it anyway. Either way. <laughs> Either uh, way. <laughs> all right. So idea number two, it's autumn. It's Florida, which means one thing, it's still pretty dag hot outside. We really don't have much of a season for sitting outside and enjoying fire in a fire pit, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's maybe 10 days that you can do that. And that's if you have a real fire pit. Because again, it's Florida. You probably don't. It's like having a fireplace, right? Yeah. Or maybe you have one of the portable kind, but most likely you left it out in the rain and it's rusted out. Or maybe it's nice out, but you don't have any firewood and you go to the Publix and it's all sold out because everybody else had the same idea. Yeah. You know, it's a real pain for something you're going to use a total of five times, maybe over the course of the winter. So that's where we come in. Call or use our handy app and guess what? Order fire. Suck it, Prometheus. We have one up to you. You may have stolen fire from the gods, but we're delivering it in 30 minutes or less. You've got a party coming up or maybe an impromptu gathering of people and it's finally chilly out. Let us come in with a fire pit that's the right size, because obviously, Stephanie, that's important. You know, if it's too big, everybody's spread out, no one's talking. If it's too small, no one's warm. We have the wood, we have the kindling, we get it up and running in minutes, and we leave you enough wood to cover however many hours you're renting it for. And we have tech support, too, because obviously it's a fire, it's technical, so you can call in case something goes wrong. Now, I know what you're asking yourself, Stephanie, <laughs> any number of questions. <laughs> Uh, what differentiates this fire delivery service from other fire delivery services? Do you get your own fireman? Well, it's a good question because there aren't any other fire delivery services. <laughs> Second, I think a lot of people would appreciate getting their own fireman. <laughs> okay, that's, that is a different type of delivery service than the one we're talking about. Maybe we want to expand on this later on. So once you're CEO of this company and you want to add some additional product lines, you can look at that. Second, we can also, uh, this is what really differentiates us. We provide different woods to account for the type of party it is. So do you want to really impress your guests? How about some ash or some hickory or some cedar? Maybe a bouquet of fruit trees like apple and cherry. Uh, eventually, we might want to branch out, branch mm, out there you go. Yes. into our own lines of aromatic woods. Um, so they could be soaking the woods in different stuff. So it could be grape flavored. It could be basically like a cigars or vaping supplies Mm -hmm. um or maybe we play god hey i'm up for that and we go gene splicing and something along those lines you know if we're already saying suck it to prometheus we might as well well never mind (laughs) okay so the name of this company is amplifier f-i-r-e and so the tagline or again one of the headlines could be feel the burn not the splinters so those are your two choices, Stephanie. You have two choices. Again, the meal is set. These are both which one hysterical. you want to do? Hysterical. <laughs> so really hard. So sh- should we di- like dissect both? Yeah, for a second? So, yeah. You want to ask any questions or because I, f- I feel like there's the, a lot. The fire one. Yeah, you, I mean, you really stated your case for that. I mean, you could go a whole bunch of different routes. You could do aromatherapy. 
uh, you know, with the Ooh, fire. Fire logs, yeah. Because, yeah. you, you know, people are really into this whole lavender movement and when, you know, oils they, and that kind of a thing. I mean, uh, so there's a big vote coming up on uh, legalizing marijuana. Mm-hmm. So maybe we have uh, a version of that that yeah. you can burn at your house. Sure. And it's, you know, a lot of people are waiting for that or hoping it'll pass. I, I, I have... Um, heard through social media that there's or read are different articles of you know people trying to set up businesses so that if it does pass they ready. literally they yeah, can yeah, just yeah. launch it the, right in, yeah. the moment you know it passed the bill passes um so so yeah i feel like you have a lot of different um routes that you can take back mm-hmm. to that fireman option though okay <laughs> i'm teasing you i'm teasing you so with snappy campers that is such a cute name uh that name is hysterical uh because sometimes you know kids they get snappy uh mm-hmm. and so you're you're kind of teaching them uh these different you know skills that um if they can, you know, tell a good story or uh, lie, would that make them a really good lawyer? I mean, I don't know. I think it just preps you <laughs> for the real world. Like, yeah, we always, okay, so let's let's not diss on lawyers. We all love lawyers. Mm, we need them, yes. We absolutely need them in this day and age. And so, you know, you always make that kind of liar, lawyer. Yeah, I know, we joke. tease, we tease. We yeah, like yeah, to we joke. tease. We love mm-hmm. you lawyers. We do. You guys are in girls. Yes, Kay's are, a lawyer. Are awesome. <laughs> One of nice. my partners is one of one of the lawyer. listeners is a lawyer, yeah. so that's great. That's what I need to hear. Um, but yeah, so it's not necessarily it's just prepping you to be able to cover your tracks a little bit better. You know, maybe you become a better politician because of it. Because goodness knows, you're probably not going to create your own email server if you've gone to one of our camps. That'll be one of the classes we need to add. That we do need no to add that. email servers. Let me write that down. <laughs> but yeah, so really, really training them to be. I, I see you say decept, de, de, deceitful or deceptive and you think that's negative and it's like, uh, is it though? Ambitious. It's a, yeah. We're turning them into ambitious. I, I keep thinking how Slytherin, I keep thinking like they got a bad rap in all the movies and the books. Yeah. And you know, they're out, they're out for themselves, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's lots of, there's definitely lots of teaching opportunities but then I, I go, my brain goes back to, well, what would parents think of this? Because that's obviously who's going to purchase You would have this. to sell it. So, um, Stephanie, this would, be a, this would be a little bit of a challenge to put a, a positive spin on this. Exactly. The, the parents need to see. It's interesting, though, because one of the classes that, because um, we've partnered with an organization that does tech side very heavily. So they do, you know, gaming and, um, you know, how mm-hmm. to make games. They do robotics. They do coding. But, you know, they, they go along with the level of the student. So um, if a student's really advanced, they keep throwing them, you know, more stuff to challenge them and really grow what they're doing. And one of the classes is actually teaching them how to hack and protect their computer systems and servers for good, um, which is, you would think like hacking for good, but it's actually right. a class. Because you have to be thinking like somebody who's going to try to attack your server. Exactly. And that's all too common now. And we, we're we so password-based heavy, you know, of a culture. And, oh, sure. Um, You've seen how easily it is to hack things. Uh, yeah. Anything All of our information is, is out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. Um, so it's a really interesting class to teach kids. And so you would look at that and think, oh, that's kind of negative. But actually it's not. It's It's a positive. So maybe this is Snappy Campers is teaching the kids how to deal with, and I'm using a lot of air quotes here, mm-hmm. people who are out there who are more deceitful 
and deceptive. Getting one step up. Yeah. So staying you ahead need of to, the curve. You need to be able to learn how to do these things so you can recognize it in other people. Yes, exactly. Ah, I it's like a, it's, it. De- it's the defense, you know. I'm so picking when you, up what you're putting down. When you take a driving course, you're they're teaching you how to drive defensively. So it's the same thing. We're teaching you how to through snappy campers. <laughs> <laughs> how to live You're never going to get over that name, are you? No, I love it. Okay. Um, how to be on the defense in life. Yeah. Okay. So also we need to talk about off-air, an offensive driving uh, course. Because I, you just said defensive driving, like that's what everybody else teaches. Right. So we're going to take a left turn Ooh, okay. and teach what nobody else is teaching. The offense. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Write okay. that down. Got it. All right. So that's Snappy Campers. See, I love this because you've already basically come up with the way to get people into it, Mm -hmm. to get the parents on board. So, but you have to choose. We got to play a song. We're going to play some uh, more Halloween songs. We can't just keep talking about that. We can't do both. I know. Obviously, they're both really good ideas. You have 80 million things you got to do otherwise, (laughs) like for your day job. This is true. (laughs) This is going to be on, you know, your spare time. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. which one, Stephanie, from Florida Film Academy? Do you want to choose? I feel like I should give you a rose and you have to give one to give the rose to whichever one you choose. Yeah. Um, I think let's go with uh, the snappy campers. Okay. It's a, it's a, mo- a model that we're already, you know, familiar with. You're and, already on board and for it. It's, you know, one of those things that now we just have to spin it positively that these kids, we're teaching them how to be on, on the defense in life, um, uh-huh. which they don't always teach you that in school, you know? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the good defense is a great, Offense, Offense. I think. I don't know (laughs) how the phrase goes. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Obviously, team-based stuff going on here. So thank you very much, Stephanie, for uh, uh, having a great sense of humor. (laughs) Good morning. Welcome back to to a certain degree. Oh, I messed that up, too. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm terrible at this. That was This Bike is a Pipe Bomb with Murder, 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 Murder. And before that, we heard from Franz Ferdinand with Evil and a Heathen, going with our Halloween theme of songs with terrible titles uh, in terms of frighteningness. It's pretty scary. We're actually great titles in terms of frighteningness. <laughs> My name is Nick. This is To a Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. We do this from 7 to 9 every Monday. I'm here with Stephanie Esquiharosa. Good morning. From Florida Film Academy. Thank you so much for coming out this early. You are a morning person, obviously, because mm-hmm. you have so much energy and I can feel it emanating from you. Ooh, is it getting on to you too? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's bouncing off. <laughs> That's not contagious. Yeah, I have my uh, <laughs> my my force field up. I'm like, no, I just want to be kind of tired and drink a coffee for a little bit. Thank you very much. But uh, it is Halloween. It is. And so one of the things that Halloween makes me think of is sort of being a grown up because that's my constant disguise. That's my constant, uh, you know, Halloween costume. Right. Because we're really kids. Yeah. Wrapped oh, up in for adult sure. Clothing. For sure. <laughs> and the thing that makes me think of that is, you know, something that makes me think that I should have been more grown up or I should have gotten out of it more grown up was college. And so what I thought was pretty interesting is that you and I both had the same degree. I was separated by, you know, over 10 years, of course. Yeah. Uh, because I'm significantly older than you. Lies. But RTV, <laughs> which I'm actually surprised they're still doing that because RTV is not really a thing anymore. Radio television at UCF or just in general, not at UCF, but radio television doesn't even really exist in the format. It's evolved so. at a crazy speed. I remember taking a class, uh, one of my favorite professors there, he's still there, Dr. Brown. He, he, would, he taught us all about how social media was going to just change 
the way we gathered news. Um, so we were sitting there kind of predicting what was oh, going to wow. happen in the class. It was a really neat class. Uh, we met like, it was a summer class. We met like once a week and just talked about how, because Facebook had just come out and you could see the changes happening really quickly to the news industry and how everybody got their information. So we were just guessing basically. And a lot of the stuff that we talked about is happening. It's really interesting and fascinating well that's great that he was that far ahead of the curve because you i mean you've seen everything change Mm -hmm. Uh, the elections the the way that we gather news the way that we hear about things um the uh sort of visibility of what's going on right is much more now no it's not always right you may be hearing things that aren't correct sure because you're hearing them instantly you have to kind of filter that stuff through but the, the media has changed completely and radio, television, broadcast in general mm-hmm. has changed completely. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. So you graduated with radio, television and broadcast journalism. I did. And like a lot of people, I think the majority of people, you didn't really end up in the industry that you thought you'd end up in. Yeah, it kind of skewed a little bit. I think it, it still I, I apply so much of what I learned in college mm-hmm. and, you know, those skills and We've created a a, pro, a sub program at Florida Film Academy that I think kind of pays homage to that to that life. Uh, years ago, it's a, a journalism program for kids where they actually they're published uh, in the local newspaper. They write for the West Orange Times and Observer, and uh, they get to submit their work five times a year. And these kids are ten, you know, between ten and seventeen years old. No, that's uh, cool. So it's really cool. But yeah, I did not. I didn't become a TV personality or a radio host or a a figure, I guess, that you would see in the media each day. I kind of went behind the scenes with everything. So um, I think that it turned out better for all of us as a community because of what you're doing now, because I think that, you know, there's there's something to TV news. There's something to radio. Obviously, we're on the radio and I enjoy doing this, but you know, there has to be something more to what you're doing. And you found something that gives you much more of a mission. Right, right. Uh, in life. So uh, let's segue that to a little bit more about Florida Film Academy uh, and what you're doing there now. So it's not only about kids anymore. You've got adult classes as well. We do. Um, we we start at age seven and we go to 107. <laughs> uh, we have a huge range and it's year round. So our opportunities are obviously during your traditional school year and programming in the summer, obviously. And the opportunities that we offer um, to adults are quite a range. We do filmmaking class where they're they're submitting to film festivals. So mm-hmm. it really teaches them in a period of time, you know, they go through that process of developing the story, uh, writing their scripts, filming it, post-producing it and and submitting it to festival. But there's that that kind of real life application for them because I don't think there's been a class that we've run that they haven't either been selected or have won a film festival. And the, these are adults. Some of these people have never picked up a camera in I their life. I was going to ask about that. Is this, so you're helping them with every step. Right. So they're I being have guided. an idea mm-hmm. for, usually they're coming in with an idea, I hope. Sometimes they do. Uh, really? Sometimes they are thinking of them kind of on the spot in like a meet, in a meeting because you're working with other adults. So okay. you're not making your film. You're making, it's a collaborative process. So they're working together to, to bring this idea that they've come up with on the spot to life. And it's always short films. So they're, you know, anywhere between 14 seconds because there's 14 second film festivals, believe it or not, all the way to, you know, maybe 
a four or five minutes in duration. Uh, but it's really neat to, you know, they're they're learning, you know, uh, broadcast level camera equipment. Um, you know, these are cameras that we use for our TV shows when we're, you know, filming either TV shows or commercials because mm-hmm. this is, we still have the, not the day job, but we, it, it's, we still do this. We still mm-hmm. um, are in the industry. Sure. And, and I think that's what makes it really relevant for our students is that the instructors are doing this every day. Um, they're always learning at their craft. You know, our instructors, they carve out time in their day to continue to learn what's going on in the industry and how it's changing. Well, you almost Uh, have to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, with this level of, it's not necessarily the cutting edge technology, but it's, if you're not seeing what's going on, then you're going to be behind very quickly. Oh, absolutely. And it's, and you know, what's so cool is that filmmakers are being so clever and so creative with how they're, you know, putting this stuff together. I mean, if you go back to Blair Witch, you know, in honor of Halloween, Mm -hmm. you know, that was one of the first films that really used uh, the internet to get a gathering and to promote the film. And it was such a low budget film that to see, you know, how quickly it caught on um, just because of the internet was so cool. And that's what, you know, films are are doing that now. They're they're kind of taking that recipe and and doing that, you know, paranormal activity, paranormal activity, if I could speak English, (laughs) did the same thing. So we're, we're teaching these filmmakers that, you know, you can be creative uh, and successful and, you know, a, a hard thing for, people that are starting out, they don't have all the gear. They don't have all the equipment. So we do. uh, And we, and we have the knowledge. And so we want to help, you know, streamline that. So we work with, you know, filmmakers and writers and our filmmakers right now, they're so funny. They're like, they see that we offer movie makeup and special effects and prosthetics to our kids. Um, We kind of start between, you know, ages eight to 18 on that, maybe 10. And they're usually a little older because that take those classes, Mm -hmm. but um, they, they're like, that's not fair. Can, oh, the adult can, students yeah. want to do it too. The adults want to do it too. They're like, can we have our own class? So now I'm working with our special effects team. You know, she, we have this wonderful artist um, who heads up this whole program. She teaches like five different classes um, during the week at the school. Um, and it's really popular. And we're working on, on the curriculum for adults, you know, that don't necessarily want to go to a special effects makeup school for, a, you know, a year of their life. You know what I mean? Because that's too hard, much for them to commit. Right. Can I just Uh, learn a couple of the techniques in case I need to use them for work? I'm trying to think how I could use that because I kind of want to take some of those classes too. It's Halloween. This is the perfect time of year to, to, to use it. You know, you've got all these, you know, I, I see on social media, you know, friends, you know, having parties and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they all get dressed up. Some of them, you know, get makeup artists to come over and they do, you know, their faces or full body stuff. There's, you know, there's a lot of I'm sure you'd look great in a full, <laughs> full body paint, right? <laughs> I don't think so. I think part of the problem with me is going to be they haven't figured out the body painting on hair yet. <laughs> so being a, almost werewolf myself, it would be very difficult for me to get any sort of significant body painting. There's maybe hysterical. maybe my forehead and my palms. Mm, mm. I think that's the only hairless part of my body. That could <laughs> We're be having way too much fun here today. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so speaking of fun, this is this is an idea I had. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about audio designs because obviously I do radio. Mm-hmm. So video to me, you know, that would require me to put my face out there. And I think that would be scary for all of us. But so I did some audio design stuff that I want to play for you right now and see what you think. So we're going to start out. I'm going to set the scene okay. as, as we're playing it. So you ready for yeah. the first one? Okay, here we go. Okay, so we're going up on the roller coaster. With me so far? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Here we go. Going up. And then... A gunfight breaks out. A Western-style gunfight. It's a very dangerous roller coaster. This is. Yeah. Is it happening in the seats? Yeah, it's happening in the seats. And now they're seals. Where do they come from? Uh, that's a good question. Are they on the ride, too? Yes, they're on the ride, too. Okay, so that's the first one. How did I do with that one? That was pretty good. <laughs> that was. Okay, so let's hysterical. go with the next one. Uh, you wake up. You're in a police car. You don't know how you got there. Uh-oh. Strange. Uh-huh. You're alone in the police car. Suddenly, a piccolo starts flying somewhere. You're not sure why. Am I still alone? You're still alone. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh-oh. And now there's a cat. <gasps> the allergies are kicking in. Right? So this is more of a spooky scene that I'm setting here. Because yeah. you don't know why anything is going on. Is a clown going to pop out? Right? <laughs> it might be a clown paying the piccolo. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Uh, there's one more. Oh, it's raining. Oh, it's a no, that's not bad. No. It's nice. I like the rain. Oh. It's huh. a bunch of people on bicycles going by. It's strange. It's Florida. Why do you think they're doing that in the rain? Passing chat. I don't know. What's chasing them? Chickens? Is it the turkeys? Oh, it's turkeys. That's scary. The turkeys are chasing them. I didn't think these were Halloween sort of theme, but they are, actually. They're turning into, yeah. yeah. I mean, the bird, the birds, that's a movie. Yeah. People don't like birds. The, the birds? Yeah. My, my sister a has a, my sister has a fear, a huge fear, like mine with bugs, hers is birds. Okay. Was that, was, that was a famous movie? Yes. The yes, birds? Yes, the birds. Yeah. Who's that by? Alfred Hitchcock, I want to say. Alfred Hitchcock. I don't, not familiar. Lies. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Let's see. Our time here is almost over, Stephanie. <gasps> That's really sad. I've had so much fun this morning with yeah, you. Yeah, it goes by fast. We got a couple more things to do, though, so we'll come back in a few minutes uh, with significantly fewer um, audio-designed articles. I think people like that. Oh, okay. So maybe they do. And uh, we're going to play The Gorillas right now with Dracula on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Dra Draculia? I don't know how to pronounce that. This is to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. Our time here is almost done with Stephanie Esquiharosa. Thank you again for being here so early, early in the morning. Thank you again for having me. Oh, no, it's, it's been, been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been. And you are here from Florida Film Academy. We're going to talk about that. But if anybody wants more information about your classes, about summer camp, which apparently, you know, you're already planning for and going to put out the information for that because they sell out just about every year. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're going to start putting that out there. It's flfilmacademy.com. Mm -hmm. And you can find out more about Stephanie and the classes on my site as well, which is to a certain degree.com. So let's just do a quick pop culture quiz. Sure. Because I wanted to ask some questions. There's some interesting things going around, uh, going on here in Orlando, but also in the universe in general. And so we're going to start out with a pretty easy one. What social video-based app, I thought this was interesting because, you know, your video, Florida Film Academy, announced they were kicking the bucket this week. Was it Vine, Ein, or N? <laughs> Try to make this easy. A. <laughs> yeah, Vine is closing down. Twitter bought them, tried to figure out video, didn't really do a good job, and basically Snapchat just destroyed them. Yeah, Snapchat is so. what everyone's on. 
that's too bad because there's a lot of Vine, you know, celebrities, I guess you could call them that are. Yeah. And that platform, I think, is really interesting. That kind of couple seconds. Yeah, what was it, six seconds? Six seconds. Yeah. You can do a lot in six seconds. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's. I think they were onto something there. So it just needs, I guess, the right cultivation. Had it been, so Twitter bought them mm-hmm. for something like $30 million a few years ago, four years ago, yeah. uh, but never really figured out how to, to, to integrate it. If yeah. they had just been a little bit quicker, then maybe Snapchat wouldn't have taken uh, over. basically, yeah, taken over. I wonder if it's like the character limitations too on Twitter. Possibly. Yeah, so they finally took off. So Twitter now, if you add an image or a URL, mm-hmm. it doesn't count towards your 140 characters anymore. Or a video, right. too, right. which it used to. It so did. maybe had they done that sooner, mm-hmm. who knows? Who's to say? So let's go. Let's stay with tech. Apple, after removing the headphone jack from the latest iteration of their iPhone, they took something out of their newest MacBook Pro. Is it A, the keys on the keyboard? Like, what do you need those for? All right. Uh, the iconic startup char- chime, charm, chime, startup chime, or is it C, plugs of any kind? They're just taking out all the plugs. I wouldn't be surprised if they remove the plugs. Close. No. It's actually the chime. Is so it the chime? Little, that I feel like that's like bong. branding. Yeah, they took it out. <gasps> it's very strange. Nobody knows why. But that's part of their branding, like I that, that sound. Because, I mean, I remember working on the old, I didn't know that. I remember working on the old Mac. Uh, in high school, um, they weren't old then, but that w- that sound was so. Yeah, you heard it and you're like, up "Cool, your yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah." You just felt so. Yet another thing that kind of set it apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right, locally, a man filed a lawsuit against the Orlando Police Department because they mistook what substance in his car for methamphetamines. Oh, I heard about this. <laughs> was it a methamphetamines, but the good kind? Was it B, a Breaking Bad commemorative keychain made to look like meth? Or C, glaze from Krispy Kreme donuts? <laughs> it was C, the donuts. <laughs> I, so apparently they had a roadside test and they tested it. And they also, that said it was meth as well, what? which is pretty amazing. And I just think that obviously Krispy Kreme donuts have something in it. Well, maybe that's how they get us addicted to all the sugar. Uh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Like, yeah, <laughs> you really needed to put extra in it for yeah, me. Yeah. Okay, so last one. We got to end on a cute note. SeaWorld Orlando had an issue with one of its animals, lost some of its exterior coating, and so they had to figure something out. What animal was it, and what did they do about it? Was it A, a polar bear, and they gave him a pair of boxer briefs? (laughs) Was it B, an Adelaide penguin, and they gave her a wetsuit? Or was it C, a beluga whale, and they gave her a tube top? All of those are kind of ridiculous. One of those is true. One of those is true. Shut up. Oh, my goodness. I did not hear about this. When was this? This was uh, recently. (gasps) Yeah. I'm going to go with. uh, Okay, so the beluga had the tank top. The tank top. The bear had the boxers and the penguin had the wetsuit. Yep. Um, I'll go with the boxers on the bear. Well, as fun as that sounds. No, it was actually the penguin. Was it the penguin? Yeah, they she customized, lost. They customized yeah, a wetsuit yeah, yeah. for her? Yeah, she lost a bunch of her feathers and she was too cold. She was too cold to do anything oh. and so they were afraid for her. So they gave her a wetsuit. Now she's able to swim. She eats with everybody. She can sleep with everybody. Oh, can so, you imagine yeah. putting a pair of boxers though on a bear? <laughs> I do want to try that now. I do want to try and that. And the beluga whale, I could totally see them rocking a tube top. Because um, wasn't that one of the characters in the new Finding Nemo, Finding Dory movie? Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, it's so cute. It's a really cute movie. There was a beluga whale. There was a beluga whale in with it. With a tube top. No, but she just had like. Oh, I got pretty some, psyched about it. Yeah. 
for a second. Thanks for that. I'm sorry to ruin it. Yeah. All right. So let's play another song and then we'll come back and wrap up. We'll talk a little bit more about Florida Film Academy. Okay. We'll talk a little bit more about, I don't know, me. Life. Yeah. You, yeah. You're really yeah. interesting, Nick. I am super yeah. interesting. Yeah. You're fascinating. I have a lot of hairstyles. <laughs> and so we're going to play, let's play a song called Ghosts by On and On on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. And that was the end of the song abruptly. On and on, on and on, not and in the middle, on. I'm not sure how to say that. That was Ghosts on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Uh, one of our last songs today, again, in that Halloween sort of spirit. Scary ghost song. Oh, I hit my mic. That's pretty scary. My name is Nick. This is To a Certain Degree. And we are done for this week. It went by very quickly. My special guest today was Stephanie Esquiharosa. Thank you again for being here from Florida Film Academy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that was great. So tell me really quick, because uh, we've got Ben coming up with Music of the World. Uh, and so he's going to be in here in a few minutes. So we want to play one more song, too, to sort of kick him off. Uh, not kick him off, but kick off his show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so tell me a little bit about how are ways that people can get involved. So there's obviously the website, flfilmacademy.com. But what are some events coming up that maybe they can get involved with or some other ways they can get involved with your organization? Sure. I mean, definitely follow us on social media. We're on you know Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And we obviously have our core classes that we offer uh, everything from filmmaking to movie makeup and special effects and journalism. We offer photography and writing. And I mean, it's, it's quite an array of different programming. And we start at age seven and we go up to, uh, we break it up by age. So it's kind of seven to 12 and 13 to 18 in our age range and then we have different courses for adults so uh, there's so much to do so much to get involved with there's literally something for everybody that our motto is kind of everything creative 